Mike, right now I have my phone open on Twitter because things are changing in the major league world. The landscape. The landscape is changing big time. Big time. I was hooked up to my phone for the last couple of days, waiting for the Yankees to get Juan Soto, and he's a New York Yankee. Done deal. Done deal. Brian Cashman, I don't know if he's forgiven yet because he still needs some some moves to be made. But this is one hell of a start. You know, kudos to Cashman, to Hal Steinbrenner, to uh, finally recognize, to look at what other teams are doing, to know that you're the freaking New York Yankees and you can't rest on on your laurels and and you need to make moves. And you saw what the Texas Rangers did the last couple of years with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and getting getting these big names and big pitchers, you know, even, even though DeGrom was injured they got Degrom, and then they brought in uh scherzer you know now they're gonna have scherzer and Degrom. <laughs> yes so the yankees finally realizing they had to make a move no matter what so juan soto mike is it's not even 25 years old yet man. He's not 25 years you know old, yeah. like you 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 think of his career so far and and you think he's been playing for Feels like he's been playing for ages, and he's thirty something. He's twenty. He's gonna be twenty five. He's a World Series champ. An opening day, yeah. Dude, the the kid is freaking solid. Power hitter, lefty, lefty. In New York, dude, this is a perfect move for for the New York Yankees, and we'll talk about some other other moves and what what else they're looking at. But Mike, this is a move that needed to be made. You have two of the best hitters. In all of baseball, and Aaron Judge and Juan Soto in your lineup, you finally bring that lefty bat you desperately needed. And and look, it took some players. People are talking about, oh, you know, um, Michael King and and Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez and Drew Thorpe. Are they nice arms? Yes, but they're replaceable. You cannot replace a generational talent. Like Juan Soto. And, and and when you have the chance to get a generational talent, Mike, like Juan Soto, like Aaron Judge, like a Fernando Tatis, like a Otani, you do whatever you need to get it done. And I know he's under contract for one more year. Do you think the Yankees are, are, are stupid enough to have not no, that they already, talked about yeah, that before? Th- that's probably going to happen after the Otani deal. Come on. Because I think that I think that everybody in the in in this you know kind of feels that Juan Soto should be one of the highest paid. So I think you know during this trade situation there was definitely conversations about listen I, I will I'll, I'll do the trade but I want to sign. So I'm sure there was conversations as far as seeing about where the chips fall with Otani. You know obviously I, I you know where things are with Trout. You know because that's going to be a big comparison. And then um, they'll see what they're going to do. But I think that by the time spring training comes around, I think Juan Soto is already going to be locked in, even maybe even sooner, maybe sooner than we think when once, once Otani happens. But I think once that happens, I think that you're going to see Juan Soto sign long term. Yeah, I think so, too. And and, and look, I, I saw um, tweet after tweet, person after person saying, but like, oh, my God, but you can't give a Michael King. Like, look, man, Michael King, <laughs> Michael King's a nice pitcher, man, but. I mean, we're, we're, we're not talking about trading Garrett Cole, you know, and 
And look, I, I may I, I may have even traded Gary Cole for for Juan Soto, you know, and and, and then you fill out your 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 pitching rotation after, um, you know, they they may sign pitchers. Juan Soto, look, my one of the things with the Yankees that has been an issue the last few years has been health. You know, even Judge has been injured. Stanton, ni ni de cablar, you know, that guy's always injured. You have a guy in your lineup now that played 162 games last season. The Yankees haven't had that in a long, long time. Yeah. You're talking about a guy who walks a bunch. He gets on base. This solves so many issues for, for the Yankees lineup, which was, it, it was disgusting last year. The amount of strikeouts they had, the amount of times they didn't get on base, the amount of runners they left in scoring position, the amount of... of, of Of, st of quality starts that Garrett Cole would put up that you would just mess up because you couldn't freaking hit. The New York Yankees out of all teams. This solves so many issues. Yeah. Juan, Juan Soto, Juan Soto's a freaking stud, man. And this is a guy that, that I think wanted to be there. When Derek Jeter goes on, you know, the World Series yeah. and says <laughs> like, Predicted one it. move I want to see. Yeah. It's Juan Soto to the Yankees. You don't think Derek Jeter Listen, had, and, didn't have conversations before that with Juan Soto? Absolutely. And, and adding Verdugo with, from Boston, that's a nice left, another lefty That's, a, that's that, another that big that's move That's a guy this who's going to hit high upper twos. He's going to hit home runs. The guy knows how to hit. He's young. So you're looking about like an outfield that's probably going to have Aaron Judge in center field, Juan Soto in right field, and Verdugo in left. Yep. And you got two lefties in the outfield. You got a lefty at first. And then down mm -hmm. the road, if, you know... You you move Stanton or whatever. When Jason Dominguez comes back, you could you could DH him for a bit while he rehabs. Dude, you have a a a, a very you know nasty lineup. I'm expecting a big year from Stanton this year. I, I, I hope think, so, man. I think that I really the, do. I think that the Yankees have had it. I think everybody's had it, but mainly I think he's had it. And this Juan Soto move is gonna is gonna really put him in a situation where listen, man. Like, if you can't stay healthy, like, with these guys around you, like, you got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But um, if he, you know, if he comes back, you know, he, he he's the guy who I think really, really ultimately changed that lineup immensely. You know, when you throw Stan in the middle of that, it's it's different. Even when you just look at, at the lineup when they post it on the TV screen before the game, you know, you see that Stanton there hitting four or five, and you're like, shit, you know, like, <laughs> this guy's standing there, you know? Because he may hit it off your face. Yep. And as a pitcher, that's got to be in your dome. So I hey, want listen. him in my lineup. I know people criticize him. I know he makes 25 mil a year. But listen, if he was a free agent five years ago, he'd be making a lot more. So deal's not too bad for him, but he's got to give me at least 110 games, Armando. Listen, when he taps the ball, yeah, it flies out of his yeah. bat. And and I, and I think he's in the Yankees' plan. I mean, I saw Talking talking Yanks, they posted, uh, when they posted after the trade, they had a nice picture and it was Judge. Soto and Stanton. So, I mean, I, I think he's in the team's plans. So, but but this is a huge move, man. And this is what what's going to kick off uh, what's going to be a, a great week of free agent signings. Are they done? No, the the, the, the Yankees? Yankees, hell no. They're going to have mean, to I, sign an arm. They have know? Yamamoto coming in on, on, on Monday. Isn't Snell still available? Too? Snell's available. No, Yamamoto's available. Um, he's gonna come in on on Monday to to Yankee Stadium to visit. And Otani, what's up? Otani's gonna sign by When? by Sunday. They're be? saying Toronto. I man, I hey, I want to say something about Toronto. I don't know if people know this, but Toronto's got sneaky money. You know, and this was told to yep. me by David Espinosa, Swing Kings. 
they're owned by Rogers, the Rogers company, yeah. which is the phone system, whatever. So it's it's a board, it's a group of people, it's investors. So there's nobody there putting in their pockets, hundred million dollar salary, fifty million. There's none of that. Um, so they're stacked to the rack with money, supposedly, like big time, like heavy. You know, think about it. When was the last time Toronto signed somebody, Armando? I can't remember right. some, there's, somebody there's, big like and that. They're just making money because they have a <coughs> lot different expenses than others when it comes to kind of management and people and fees. So it's um. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Even though I don't think that's the sexy move for him to end up in Toronto, it seems like there's a possibility, you know? Man, so and the reason I'm looking I'm looking here at my at my laptop while while you talk is cuz I was looking up the uh the lineup for for the Blue Jays. If if Otani goes there, he will join George Springer, Bo Bichette, Who's a 300 hitter, by the way, <laughs> which is rare these days, right? Uh, Black Guerrero Jr., Brandon Belt, Kevin Biggio. Well, I guess he would take over Brandon Belt, right? Um, Matt Chapman, who's a free agent, right? Uh, Dalton Varsho, and then you know who cares who? Right. Who's at the end of that of that lineup? But it's pretty good. But man, just Bich Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, and Otani at the top of that lineup. That's as good as anybody. That's as good as anybody. But but man, I I'm predicting he ends up with with the Dodgers. I mean, it's yeah. it's such a natural fit, you know, he he doesn't leave LA. He stays there. He's still, you know, in a in a in a friendly community of, you know, where where it's you're close to Japan. Right. You could just jump on a plane there and, you know, it's still uh uh yeah. it's not a long flight, but it's not as long as from yeah. Toronto. I'm just stuck you know? I'm just still stuck with what Anaheim what Anaheim did or could have done or didn't do do or could have did at the all star break. I mean sorry, at the trade deadline. Um yeah. if they don't sign him, it's gonna be really dumb on them. If they do sign him, then we're gonna have to go back to what we said, which was, you know, this had to have had some conversations. To kind of see what's going to happen because why wouldn't you move that guy right at the right at the trade deadline if you're not going to have a chance to sign him? I still think Anaheim is in play, and I think Anaheim is in play heavy. I think so too. Um, and you'd be surprised. Maybe Anaheim's going to make some moves here, go after Snell. But there's some options out there, so let's see. Let's see. This might be a Yankee Anaheim offseason. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I hate to you know just go off and predict what everybody else may be predicting, but I, I think it has to be the Dodgers. You know, they have mm. <coughs> excuse me, they have the money, and they have the money to spend on other people too. And any, they're talking, about, and they're, they're they said they're also interested in Corbin Burns. Any chance the they move Trout to the Dodgers and sign Otani? Possible. Yeah. Very possible. I'm I'm really concerned with the Trout situation because I I really like. Mike Trout. Yeah. Like, I'm a really he's big a, he's fan. He's a you know, popular player. I remember I mean, when I worked for the agency that I, you know, Castellanos, and I saw those guys as young kids. I remember seeing him as a young kid. You know, USA teams, all that stuff. And um, the kid was special, you know, and I like the kid. I've seen him watching him play since he's been really young, you know. So, and I'm, I really care for the situation with him because – I feel that that type of talent like deserves like the postseason. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The guy's got one series in the postseason. That's all he's got. And, you know, I hate to say it. It sucks. But, you know, he's getting older. Philadelphia you know could I mean? be a good option. He's from there. 
That would be an amazing option, and that ball <laughs> flies there. I mean, can you imagine, you know, Trout, Harper, Castellanos, even though they're saying yeah. they'll move him, if anything, but um, th- that would just be amazing, and I'd love to see it. I would love to see him to see what he can do in the postseason because there's no denying he's one of the best players ever in the regular season, yeah. history, history-wise. Just look at the numbers, but um, i like to see him perform in the postseason. But you got to be on a team that's going to do it, man. Yeah, you know? no, I, I like I like that a lot, Mike. Um, let's see, you know, let let's see what happens. But you know, free agency and in, in full swing, I you know, I I love to see it. Um, obviously, as a Yankee fan, I'm I'm super hyped about the Soto trade, the Verdugo one. You know, it's always a little bit mind boggling when you see a a Red Sox Yankees trade. I mean, they're bitter rivals. Uh, Verdugo, you know, very much part of that rivalry. And here comes a player who, you know, he's a hard-nosed player. I've always liked Verdugo as a, as a player. Didn't like him much when you, you know, as a fan when I was with, you know, when he was with the Red Sox being a Yankee fan. But this is a guy that I, I was like, man, I, I like him. I don't want to, I don't, you know, when they were saying, oh, he might be part of the Soto trade. I'm like, I hope not. I hope they they keep him because I think he's a good, he's a good piece in the outfield. He's a lefty bat. And I, I, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to be able to perform there at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's going to be able to take on that pressure. I think, you know, I think Juan Soto, especially when he came up so young, you know, he had some interesting comments about pressure and stuff like that. Like, oh, this is fun for him. He's got to make the team every offseason, you know, stuff like that. Always took the right attitude. Um, I think New York's going to be a perfect, perfect, perfect fit for this guy, man. No, and there you was know, a, there was a quote, there was a quote I was reading that he said um, something along the lines of, hey, you know, I love playing in New York. When you do well, they, they cheer you and they support you like nobody else. When you do bad, they boo you. <clears throat> but it's because they want you know, they want you to do good. I, I think he's going he's gonna to do well, man. And I'm, I'm seeing, you know, the, um, the renderings already, you know, him in a Yankee uniform. No, it looks great. And I, it it, no, lo- it, it looks, looks great, great on him. It looks you know? great. No, it looks <laughs> it, great. It looks great on him. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's, a, it's a big move, Mike. And, and you know, and, and I... I now the um, the question comes to like you know the the local team right the Marlins people have been asking me what are the Marlins gonna do they they need a shortstop you know they uh, what's his name left Wendell left I think Roshan's left um, so they they have a holder at shortstop they have a couple guys that they can move in there but I I'm predicting that they're gonna sign uh, Kiner Falefa from from the Yankees you know as IKF a big name. No, but he's a guy that could play multiple positions. You know, good good defensive player. And, you know, he might be better than what you had there before. So I, I could totally see him signing it. It's one of those uh, Tampa Bay-type moves. Right. You know, and yeah. and with, uh, you know, Bendix coming over yeah. here, I, I, th- I think that move makes sense for, for the Marlins. Yeah, no, absolutely. That'd be a, a <laughs> great move. Um, you know, the Marlins have been signing some good management as well. Yeah, you know, and, Kapler um, is yeah. part of the front office oh, now. It's going to be interesting to see their moves now, Armando, without without Kim. You know, she she left things kind of pretty good. Um, but you know, the Marlins gonna are the Marlins gonna <clears throat> you know go out and get anybody heavy? I don't know, man. It's um, you know that's that's one of those. Are we keeping Arias? I I think they'll keep Arias. Yeah, I think he'll be here through through next year. But it's um, man, it's it's one of these things that. You know, you're the Marlins. You got a GM now that comes in who comes from a team that does things very strategically. I can I could see them making moves like if they're going to spend some money, maybe not a, a ton of money, but a good amount of money. I can see like a Lourdes Gurriel coming here. 
or, or Randy or Rosarena, but I I, I nice. don't see them getting you know and obviously yeah. not Otani. Yeah. Not, I would like to see them, names. like you said, just go out and get a bunch of baseball players, man. And those are all great names right there, guys who are going to be able to play baseball, you know. And I think that, and I think that the low budget teams, kind of like the Marlins, I guess they're low mid, whatever, however you want to call it, like Arizona, they they need to do things like that. Go out and get the best quality baseball players that you can get, and that's yep. going to be your best way to win. Yeah, and I and I I, we I think Sandy some back? of the are we uh, getting Sandy back or no? No, not no this Sandy year. Back, we'll, but we'll have on um, the other guy, the other guy that was nasty, the young guy. Yeah, Eudi uh, Perez. Yeah, uh, so <coughs> Max Meyer is supposed to come back this year. You know, you have yeah. you have good pitchers and good players, and I, I think this is finally the year we're going to see Victor Mesa come up to the bigs. So let, let's see what the Marlins do. You know, I'm I'm interested in seeing you know how the manager of the year handles this team, what Bendix does with some free agent signings. Um, you know, and and how to fill that roster. You know, and I'm not saying like fill it up with Cubans, but you know, Gurriel and uh, Rosarena are, are two names that that really stick out to me. You know, and Cuban will be a perfect fit here in the 305. You know, those players tend to do well here, and um, and they're good baseball players. So let's yeah, see those happens. are those are those are ball players. Let's man. see, man. Let's see <laughs> if this guy can players. bring some guys over from Tampa Bay. Let's see. Absolutely. Nice. And, and Mike, let's shift a little bit now back to you know little league. The the fall season's over. Uh, DD Black, which is my son's uh, team, we were runner up uh, in the it's sixty majors two. Correct. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it was a nice experience. You know, the first one that I've experienced there with uh, Miami Youth with MYBA. Uh, it, it was nice because it was at the park where I grew up playing, and that ceremony felt like very similar to when we used to get the the trophies and stuff, man. And it was cool. It was cool and. Dude, those rings are really nice, man. I wish Super I would have nice. had those instead of the trophies back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the rings. Um, number one, as a parent, space-wise. Number two, decorations-wise. They're kind of a little nice. You can do more things with them. But, Armando, that, you know, what you mentioned there was is very important. Like, you know, you kind of went got nostalgic there a little bit, and it kind of took you back to when you were little. And you said that everything was very, very similar, you know? And, yeah, the things may change around the game a lot, the coaches, the teams, you know, a million things. But, man, the basics of what it is, an award ceremony, you line the kids up, you say their name, they get their thing, they take their picture. It's so beautiful and it it's is, so man. basic. It's and it's so cool. basic because it's the same thing that they did 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. So what I'm saying is that you may be able to get away from some things. You know what I'm saying? But the basics of the game and the things that happen in the game and, and you know, those beautiful little ceremonies, those little moments, they're awesome. You know, they're super awesome. And, you know, when you're able to make it that far into a championship, into a playoff, into a championship, you know, I don't know if the kids are going to remember it eight, nine years from now. I don't know. But, going man, for those 10, 15 minutes after the game, it's such a happy moment for everybody. Everybody's happy, both sides. The kids get their awards. You're taking their pictures, you know. And those are the little moments you kind of live for, man. Man, I, you know? I, I, rem I sure remember them, man. And it's, uh, it's something I, I never forget, you know. And it's like my, my, my brain went back to, you know, being at Pacual and, and going through the ceremony. They used to have it like mid-December. Sometimes it was cold, um, you know, and, and they would announce all the, all the players, you know, yeah. of every team. <clears throat> they used to announce like the champion home run hitter, champion batter. Um, they would they would play the Cuban national anthem before you know because uh, of you know all the coaches were Cuban they were Cuban Cuban coaches um, 
it was really nice, man, and it, and it just took me back, and yeah. and it's 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 something you you don't forget, yeah. you know, you you don't forget, and and um, I looked at my brother, and I'm like, I'm like presentando al champion bate <laughs> Alberto Avi, you know, and yeah. and he's like, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, yeah. you know, it's uh, it it was really cool, and this was my first year with my son playing public league, so you know, I got to experience those games, you know, very intense and all that, and and I and I was noticing, you know. On the other field, you know, as you get older, even more intense. It was a game between, I think it was like nine U modified oh, between. I am in Dynasty. I am in Dynasty. A hell of a game. <laughs> and and on one end, I had my brother's best friend Manny. On the other team, I had Tony Soto, Tony Soto's a friend kid, yep. there from Team Brendan, and and you know, I was going back and forth after the game. I'm like, holy crap, you know, and all, all the all the parents are like, ah, yeah, man. you know, and and one of the moms from Miami, like I don't know who she is, like I was standing behind her. And, and after a play, like she was like, she looked at me and she's like, I'm about to like, I'm a heart attack, you know, like the beautiful thing about that age is that that is the age where the kids really kind of like begin to figure out the game and have the emotions of understanding, Hey, you're down here. Like you need to, this is the game. Like, I think that's like the perfect yeah. age, you know what I mean? And then for me, like those modified games up. You know, is when you really begin to like see, you know, what kind of feelings and emotions these kids have as players. You know what I mean? Are they are they lions? Are they passive? You know, how are they in the big situations? And that's kind of like when you really start defining, you know, who these kids are. You know, but man, there's there's been some epic games, Armando. Man, so good, so good. Our seven new black game elimination game. I, I heard about that game. <laughs> it went <laughs> into the last game. inning tie game, like. You know, nine nine or eight eight, like those are like little moments where you know, even after the loss, everybody's ecstatically happy because you kind of realize, hey, she okay, you battled your butt off, and that's kind of like where you want to be. Yeah, you know? no, and and I and I've noticed at that at this age, like my son, Anderson, six years old, at that age, man, it's 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 all about the progress. Oh no, absolutely, it, it's all about the progress because absolutely. Uh, absolutely, I I started evaluating like after the game. Like I, I ended up getting a, a bit, um, a bit emotional, you know. No, absolutely, man. Because it's a special moment, you know, between you and your kid. You know what I mean? And your family's there, and and Amando, that's you know, I mean, you've been in championships before in the, our private league, but that's your first public league championship appearance and feel and getting your kid prepared for yeah. it, and getting him ready for it, and getting him to understand or begin to understand. You know what it is that you're doing on this day, and what it means, you know, for this game. You know what I mean? And those are so many avenues of of growth for the kids that we can't lose focus on. Like it can't just be about did they hit, did they not hit, did they make the play? Yeah, of course, all that stuff matters, absolutely. But man, there's so many other things. Like the the kid understanding the difference between this is a regular season game, this is a playoff game, this is a championship game. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> Can't take it the same. Yeah, man. And, as much and, as we want to. And look, and, and aside from my kid, you know, like every kid on that team, Mike, was my son this season. Yeah. You know, and and I went through each of them and I told them like what they improved on. Hey, you know, oh yeah. Maverick, da 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 da. Christian, Owen, you know, and I went down the down the line telling each of them like, hey, you know, you did this very well. Because they all improved. Yeah, they did. They all improved from, yeah. you know, and, and it's a testament, obviously, to to Diamond Dreams, to the work the parents put in, oh. to, you know, all the other stuff, man, because it's time-consuming. Oh, it's time-consuming. I'm on the way. And look, there were some days I was, I practiced later on, I would pick up Anderson, 
Started taking him to hitting 365, you know, after we had the the episode with Eric San Pedro. So it's putting work there. Yeah. Work at DD. Then, yeah. you know, schoolwork. Yeah, then Taekwondo. Man, yeah. and it, it takes a lot of commitment, you know, and a lot, I know a lot of parents that that do this. And, you know, I the two people that I talk to the most from, you know, that are involved with these teams are, are Bibi Perejrora and my brother Albert. And... You know, we're, we're grown men with, that are professionals. My brother and BB are attorneys. I'm a real estate agent, you know, and and we're, we're busy. And when we talk, we, we talk a whole lot of literally, literally baseball, yeah. man. And it's, uh, you know, all positive, man, you know, but yeah. you're like, oh, this game and yeah. man, man, prospects has a shortstop, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's, it's very cool, man, yeah. because and everybody that's, that's gone through it has, you know, when I've been posting pictures, they've been texting me and all that and they're like, man, enjoy it. Because it goes by really fast. Oh, yeah. No, it goes by super fast. You know what I mean? And um, that's why you got to be tranquilo with it. You know, you yeah. can enjoy it um, and have a lot of fun with it. And just make sure your kid works super hard. You know Absolutely. I mean? um, but, man, I'm super happy with all the teams in the fall. You know, yep. um, you know we're able it. to get one championship. Spring. The season's over. And, you Spring's know, coming up. Immediately we start, you know, we have our evaluation on the 15th and the 16th for uh, beginner T-ball players, uh, beginner 6U, 7Us. Then we have the people the new people trying out on the 16th and um we kind of just like you know regroup a little bit and 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 get ready for spring 2024 and i remember last year in december doing that there at at diddy park talk about some of the changes man because it's uh it's looking nice yeah it's looking nice so i've been i've had a lot of plans there for diddy park and dd3 um i've gotten a lot of approvals to do some new things there i've just haven't done them executed them just because you know we're in season and stuff like that but, you know, we've added some new trees today. We added today about um, probably about 25 trees wow. you know, to the place. And um, we did the boundary lines. We did the fair foul lines. Um, and we're going to have some new new benches coming. And we got a lot of nice little projects coming over the, to DD Park. We're going to finish turfing all four dugouts. Yeah, the dugouts are looking yeah, nice, man. Yeah, they, they miscalculated on the measurement. So <laughs> they, they were cut, left a little short, but that's going to get fixed. And then we're going to redo the DD3 dugouts. So we have a lot of nice things coming for spring 2024 and, and getting ready for that time change late February, man. Get our son back and get those practices going. Yeah, no, and, and, it, and it's cool for the kids and the parents, you know, like you go in, you see the dog. Oh, man, dog yeah. looking nice, yeah. feels looking nice, yeah, you know. constant improvement, you know. We try to do maintenance every day. We try to keep it nice. We want people to drive by and, and like what they see and keep it clean, keep it tight. And December is a big month for that. A lot of maintenance, a lot of downtime. And, and just, you know, enjoy the holidays, practice, and just uh, get ready for spring. Yep. And now, you know, like you said, spring is coming up, um, evaluations, new people coming in. Perfect time to talk about Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. Diamond Dreams Miami, registration is open. You can reach out to me, 305-219-2957. Um, you can reach out to me and join, or you can just uh, uh, schedule a tryout, an evaluation. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited. We're going to have our instructional league is going to start the first weekend of February and the NYBA league, I believe starts the last weekend of January. So the turnaround times, you know, four or five weeks, five, six weeks, not really that much when you consider the time you got to spend with family and holidays and travel and stuff like that. But Hey, we're going to have our book with us all vacay and taking phone calls, taking texts. And if you have any questions, reach out and we'll get you playing baseball. Yep. And on, on my side, you know, I'm a real estate agent, um, you know, big 2024 coming up. I'm going to work my, not that I don't work my butt off, but I'm going to work my butt off even more. And, you know, it, it's exciting, man. Like, look, uh, last week they, they, uh, 
they predicted the Fed's going to slash the rate six times in 2024. You know, inflation's going to get a little better. Um, the the rate's going to come down. It's going to it's not going to come down to three. Sorry to tell a lot of people. So, you know, if you're expecting it to go back down to three, I don't think so. But it might get down, you know, high fours, fives, better than seven or eight, you know. And and for those people that are looking to buy a home or or an investment property and and look, it, real estate is is always a good investment. You know, through the years, there's been a billion investments. So oh, invest in this, invest in that, and Bitcoin and no sé qué cosa. Real estate's always going to appraise, man. Like, you know, I, I look back, there was a couple of apartments I was looking at in about 2013, around there, right before I bought this house, you know, and it was one of those things that I'm like, do I want to save a little more and buy ourselves the house or you know buy the house and something else and and i didn't pull the trigger and those apartments were like you know 60 70 g's at the time right behind baptist hospital and now they're worth a whole lot more yeah and yeah. you know and and even if you were just rented long yeah. term and in a few years sell them you know it's yeah. it's you know it, it's building generational wealth yep. and i you know I, I need to do a better job of it i think we all do but, but, you know, real estate's a, a very good investment. So, you know, if, there's a lot of questions. A lot of people don't know m too much about how it works. Contact me, man. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to talk. Um, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not closed off. You know, if <laughs> you come to, up to me at, at one of the practices or you see me at one of the games, come and talk to me. Yep, he's your guy. Let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. And, and, and even if it's not you, if it's a cousin, a friend, you know, somebody looking that needs somebody with experience that knows what they're doing, that's going to treat them correctly. I treat people how I want to be treated. Look, buying a house is one of the most nerve wracking experiences of my life. At the time, I wasn't a real estate agent. I was I would get frustrated with my real estate agent, you know, but she was there to explain to me, you know, and, and then I would come back down, you know, because now looking at it from that perspective, I'm like, man, I so when people are on me and I, and they're. And they start getting a little bit testy with me. And, and then when we close, they're like, hey, man, sorry, I was such a, hey. Emotions and feelings. Nothing. Man. Eso no pasó yeah. nada. No it, nada. I go, you were a piece of cake. What do you mean I was a piece of cake? I'm like, man, I, I deal with some hard ones. You got to have big shoulders. You know, but. You got to be strong when you deal with people. You know, stay in your scope. Do yeah. your job. And at the end, they're going to thank you. You know, take some, you gotta take some hit. Listen, man, you gotta take some hits here and there once in a while yep. with customers and clients. You know, it's just the way it goes. Yep, absolutely. You know? So reach out to me, drop me a line, and and as always, you know, tell us what you, what do you want us to talk about? You know, and and before we wrap up, Dolphins, man, looking good. Dolphins They're looking the number good. one team in the AFC conference. Uh, you know, uh, and they they're they joined the mid season version of Hard Knocks on on HBO. Um, and and very, very well made documentary by the way um, you know as as per usual HBO does fantastic work and one of the things that you know Mike McDaniel was telling the players and you as a coach you would you would appreciate this because I, I don't know if you saw the episode or not he goes hey we're starting December with eight wins last December we were with eight wins and we lost four in a row we were eight and seven going into the last two weeks of the season not knowing if we're going to make the playoffs or not. Like basically, like yeah, crawling yeah. to try to make the last position to play on the road in the right. playoffs. Let's make this December different. Exactly. Now we're in a position that we could go and win out 
and be and and basically run the division. Like exactly. the division runs through us. Everybody's gonna have to come down and play in Miami. Exactly. And they won the first one. And after the game, he goes, "Hey, this isn't last December anymore. We won the first one. Now let's win the second, the third, and the there fourth." You go. There you go. Giving him small goals and a long-term agenda. I love that love guy, it. man. He's he, he He's such a good coach. He's got a great shoe game. Yeah. Shoe games are good. <laughs> shoes, shoes are good. He's got on. And, and Tua, Tua yeah. and the referee went up to him and they're like, hey, what's that on the shoe? And he's like, I can't remove this, man. Can't I know that, it, man. it's a tag, but he goes, tag. if I remove that, man, then I'm I'm off the game. He's off the game. He's got to keep he, that tag on. He asked Tua, man, you don't know about this, man? Are you 75 years old? He's got to keep that tag on it. No, he's doing a good job, man. It's the right guy for Miami. Yeah. You know, it's the right guy for Miami. And the guy, the right guy for Tua. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, Tua played for one of the most, you know, hard-nosed coaches in, in, in college football, Nick yeah. Saban. Yeah. But Nick Saban and him had an understanding. Brian Flores was just a, a jerk, you know, to, to Tua. And, and look how much Tua, look how composed and chill he looks, right. you know, this guy had to basically, you know, endure two years of, of, of garbage. Yeah. And now he has a coach that understands him. Yeah. You know, Tyreek Hill, after, the, after one of the touchdowns, went up to him and he told him, man, what was that, man? You know, you, you threw it the wrong way. And he was like, no, man, you had a safety coming up on no sé qué. And Mike McDaniel goes up to him, you know, they show him the iPad and, and Tyreek goes, my bad, bro. My bad. Yeah, that was perfect. Go. That was a perfect throw. Yeah. You know, this is a team that... And in a nice way, like non-confrontational, very chill, very cool. And, you know, and watching Hard Knocks now, I'm like, dude, this team is like, yeah. I'm not going to say they're destined to win the Super Bowl because it's it's yeah. tough to win a Super Bowl, but they're as, they're as good a team as anybody out there. Yeah. They're as good mentally yeah. as anybody out there. You know, you just got to. Yeah. Somewhat get lucky, you know, yeah. avoid the injuries, play hard, you know, and no, and you see how the culture has changed when you have a coach who can really communicate, you know, because obviously you see how it trickles down to the players, you know, and, um, you know, I think Miami's blessed with that, you know, the Heat are kick, are killing it. The Heat have a great team, you know, Spolster was that type of guy, you know what I'm saying? So I think Miami's, you know, pretty blessed with good coaching. You know, we got manager of the year with the Marlins, so. You know, I'm, we, we're hiring the right guys. As long as you yep. keep hiring the right guys and keeping that culture that you want, you're going to be in good shape. I just hope that we can keep him long-term. Yeah. that That's my hope. I, 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 I so. want a coach to be here. Like Shula. Like Shula, bro. 20 years. 10 to 20 years, bro. Years, 20 years, whatever. 25 years, 30 years. Retire here. Always be in the mix. Always battle. And the years you have bad, we got to show you're battling, you're competing. We keep you around. But, you know, I'm a big fan of longevity in coaches and not longevity of general managers. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely, man. So let's see, man. Super. Let's see what happens. Yep. And, you know, we talked a little bit of football there. And one topic, Mike, that a couple of people have talked about and they're like, hey, you know, you you should do this type of podcast. I'm like, man, we'll do it one day on, on, on the DD podcast. Is WWE, man. Wrestling. WWE, whatever <laughs> we they want. We got David Vela, huge fan. Huge fan. Danny Montenegro listens to the podcast, huge fan. You know, we're we're always constantly going back and forth via text, you know, with uh, with, with, with the wrestling. That's I got awesome. back into it, you know, to get Anderson into it, and he's into it, and I'm even more into it now, man. Nice. And I'm, I'm following, like, the, the different accounts and what's going to awesome. happen and who are they going to sign. You know, CM Punk is back. <laughs> Randy Orton's awesome. back. So man, it's it's exciting. You know, awesome, it man. takes me back to to my to my childhood. When you're a kid, man. Hey, uh, FSU. 
They should have been in, man. They're going to have the college. They, they, they should have been in. have to fix that problem. Well, next year, teams. no, next year, yeah, the, the expanded playoff starts. So How many going that, next that's year? That's good news. Uh, I believe next year it's up to six. Okay, so I, what's going to happen is there's going to be a Fahasong. Six or for, eight. Uh, there's going to be a fight for or, why or, or was maybe, that five and six. Yeah, or, or maybe or maybe it's more. Or it's maybe it's got to be a clear system, though. They can't be guys sitting in a room, men and women sitting in a room it's, making It's a decisions. twelve team, twelve team okay. playoff. I can take twelve. So you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. I um, can take twelve. It's gonna be nice to see because FSU got screwed, man. You went out yeah. in a major conference. Yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be yeah. playing second fiddle. Yeah, they got screwed. Yeah. Well, they're playing Georgia and the Orange. Well, yeah. that's a good game. They got to beat them outright. <laughs> Absolutely. Happens. Talk to you guys next week. See ya.